Welcome to another episode of Ed Luminaries with Alejandra Zertuche, CEO of Enflux, who brings you powerful educator perspectives hailing from all walks of life. Get inspired and obtain great takeaways that you can apply to help set your students up for success. Sometimes all it takes is to hear how innovative educators approach similar problems and overcome obstacles to support breakthrough academic success. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us today. I'm Alejandra Zertuche and you're listening to the Ed Luminaries podcast, where we talk with educational leaders to find out how they're thinking and working creatively to drive student success. In today's episode of Tackling Upcoming Accreditation Challenges around DEI, we're going to hear from Dr. Justin Belton, Chairman of the Board at Gold Culture, a leading software for workforce talent development and measurement and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Before co-founding Gold Culture, Dr. Belton researched and thought intercultural communication for over 14 years as a scholar and professor and holds an undergrad degree in public relationships, a graduate degree in human communications, and a doctorate in intercultural communication. He launched Goal Culture after a 20-year study of social engagement attitudes across diversity in over 40 countries. Dr. Belton's research has been in numerous academic journals and international speaking engagement from Hong Kong to Moscow. And Dr. Belton, we're so excited to talk to you today and learn more about DEI and gold culture. So thank you so much for being with us uh, here today. Thank you so much for having me, Alejandra. I appreciate the opportunity from you and the team at Influx. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll start by talking about what's diversity, equity, and inclusion. What's the meaning behind that? What does it, what does it mean? And what are the schools doing Um to make sure they have these three components? Yeah, that, yeah, that's a question that we could go on for, for days or at least an hour solid trying to answer. It's an important question. So th- there's much debate about these three important words, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I will give the short answer I like to follow, and that is that diversity, equity, inclusion are about broadening the spectrum so that everyone has what they need to succeed. It's about treating others the way we want to be treated at its root. I love that, like branding the spectrum so that everyone can be successful and everything that we do at Enflux is about student success. So I can imagine how the universities need to make sure that there's diversity, equity, and inclusion to make sure that every single student is successful. Um, What motivate you to start Gold Culture? I was a professor for 14 years, as you mentioned earlier, and my colleagues and I were engaged in a study for more than 20 years, as you mentioned, spanning over more than 40 countries in an effort to understand human interaction. This was across diversity. We wanted to learn if we could somehow measure individual aptitudes and then help improve those abilities for these individuals. So after numerous tests, many of which are are available for public consumption through academic journals, we discovered a way to measure an individual's aptitudes and engagement across diversity at an incredibly accurate level of 
percent. Uh, and so this reliability measure is, of course, a 0.93 on a Cronbach Alpha measurement. So as we saw our measurement tools, uh, accuracy, and time and again, the impact of our learning program, I decided it was time to step out of higher education to find a way to bring this research to institutions for the greater good through Go Culture. Can you tell us more about your research within the 40 countries? Like what's the country that always comes into your mind um, when you think about um, this great experience of doing research over 40 countries? There are a number that stand out, Alejandra. I would say, especially Latin American groups were, were an interesting study for us and a lot of work in, in those regions as well. And of course, that those regions are, especially in the States, a lot of opportunity to communicate across those different groups, whether you're born and raised in the United States or whether you come from a Latin American country, opportunities to mingle, meet on campus, to have those interactions, a lot of that exists. Of course, that's true for other countries as well, but that's one that stands out in my, my mind. So a lot of studying there to understand how, why certain individuals communicate well across those differences and some really struggle with that. So if we knew, I wanted to know if we, if we knew, could I understand which person struggled in what way and why, then we can understand, okay, how do we better prepare that person to do a much better job in their engagement across diversity? Yes, and absolutely, I can see that. And also how do we learn from that individual so that if we have similar individuals, we can help them be successful. Um, when you first started Goal Culture, what did the, your first customer look like? What would they are looking for and how were you able to help them? So early on, Alejandra, as, a, as an early adopter and one that remains a great client today, I'm thinking of a, of a large public university that was seeking to enhance student intercultural competence. And so through our online program, they were able to measure student aptitudes in intercultural competence, educate students in key competencies, and then turn around and report that data with a corresponding narrative of their progress over time. So semester over semester, year over year, being able to report that data, both quantitatively and qualitatively. That's wonderful. Um, so if I'm a student at one of these um, universities, what does it look like? Do I get an email from my institution inviting me to participate in an assessment? Can you take us through those steps? Well, every school handles things a little bit differently. What we've seen mm -hmm. is a bit of a norm, Alejandra, is, is you're, you're exactly right. And that is institutions, whether it being initiated out of a diversity, equity, inclusion, department or a focus group, or whether it be handled through an international education uh, school, you know, inbound or outbound education, international education, there, yes, it's a simple process where an administrator uh, can either email students a passcode 
and the student would, or, or they can put it through their, the school's LMS, you know, it can be accessed through there as a requirement for students, but the student experience is they get a link. And so the link takes them to a page where they simply put a name, email address in, and then launch into a, a series of 48 question, multiple choice, or kind of Likert scale, more, more of a Likert scale question model. And then they're immediately given feedback, given feedback kind of on their aptitudes around overall and in 15 key factors or indicators around their ability to be inclusive and engage across diversity and the sense of belonging that they're creating or feeling and, and even, even looking at how they perceive their organization. So would it be their, their campus is, uh, is handling the subjects around diversity, equity, inclusion. And again, the same is true not only for students, but also for the entire campus. So, so for faculty and staff as well are able to have a very similar experience than students in this process. Um, have any of the universities shared with you how they're using the results from the, the 15 key factors? So some schools initiate the program in a small way and then use the evidence that they're getting from the program to, to then turn and try to grow that on campus. You know, say, hey, we, we believe in this for the entire campus. So they're able to use kind of an evidence-based approach. I think other campuses are going to be using the data for more of an accreditation purpose. You know, that, that is going to be something that becomes more and more significant over the years, coming years, is how do we evidence improvement in our campus culture of inclusion uh, beyond the way we've been doing this in the past. And so I think as those guidelines uh, become more and more evident, then the need for clear assessment and, uh, and a clear data and then a clear narrative around those campus improvements are going to become more and more vital. Yeah, you brought a great point. Um, accreditors are requiring and requesting more um, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion um, activities within the, the campus. Um, and they're, they're asking for more evidence um, on how they're accomplishing this. So is this how you see universities addressing DEI accreditation requirements? So, you know, to date, of course, every campus is different, but mm -hmm. if you're looking for a trend, I think most schools would probably identify and fall into the, this, um, what, what they've been doing really well for quite a while, which is colleges have been monitoring, monitoring uh, student demographic trends for years. And then based on those trends, schools are then able to alter recruitment efforts uh, to better understand you know, certain student groups. And once those students are on campus, better serve them through targeted student services. Of course, you know, campuses are also measuring their current enrollment demographic spread to ensure that you know, it, it does reflect the broader community they are intended to serve. And so that's a major way that we're seeing organizations, including campuses, really focus on the diversity part of it, where it gets more difficult is the equity and inclusion part. How so? How does it get more difficult? So, you know, just as uh, colleges focus on uh, higher thinking 
you know, we're, we're trying to kind of take a, a next level approach here. So it gets more difficult because it is, it's difficult to get an accurate measurement, Alejandra, of what is, is our campus really, is there a sense of culture on our campus that is inclusive, is equitable? Are these, th these are difficult, more difficult to put um, a pen to paper on because they're not as easily mapped as how many students have we enrolled over the past year who fit into a certain demographic mold? And, you know, the, the, who, they can check a box when, when they're getting enrolled. They check, you know, this is my nationality or my ethnicity, and I can check that box, and that goes into a spreadsheet, and we get that report. It's really important to do that, but that's a relatively simple process. Understanding sentiment of the university, the campus around inclusive and equitable cultures is a much more challenging process. Mm -hmm. Dr. Belton, what are the three ways that you would recommend a university to take real action on DEI? I would say, I would say Alejandra, and you're going to love this. I would say getting input from your campus community is number one. I'd say number two is getting input from your campus community. And number three is getting input <laughs> from your campus community. You know, uh, but in all seriousness, getting a temperature of this group of individuals, and this is including everyone who makes up mm -hmm. the entire campus, uh, even the online campus, in combination with other supporting activities is the way to get started, you know, keep momentum, and even have access on any topic in the workplace. You know, sometimes the expertise is the people you already have in place on campus. Uh, sometimes you need to source that, that, that expertise. But my recommendation is to, for, for campuses to focus on student and employee engagement on this journey versus anyone who has all the answers coming in to say, okay, I'm going to solve this um, with, with all the answers here. It's really reaching into the workforce and student base and getting information from them and then letting that information drive your model moving forward. That's an excellent, uh, I, I love that approach because it's, it's almost, it's, it's like saying the answer is within your community and you're, you need to support your community. Therefore you need your community to tell you what they need. You need to understand who they are, what they look like um, and how do we can help them be successful. Mm -hmm. So as the creditors are asking more and more um, for DEI um, compliance, um, what, what do you think is going to be the evolving needs around DEI? In other words, what is the second or the next iteration gonna look like? Yeah, I wish I knew the future. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would be great Don't at we all? <laughs> playing the stock market. But it seems like you know, if you're looking at trends, Alejandra, you know, just as, uh, and we're trying to keep a, keep a finger on the pulse of this, because just as colleges, I mentioned earlier, they focus on kind of higher thinking. At Go Culture, we are focusing on the kind of higher dimensions of DEI. So while the current campus trends on DEI measurement are invaluable in measuring kind of demographic spreads and things, we are working to bring, we call it, you know, a complementary set of understandings around these important topics. So Measuring campus diversity has been pretty accessible for quite some time, but measurement gets, as I mentioned earlier, much more difficult in the areas of equity and inclusion and, and credit accrediting bodies. So I think their accrediting bodies are going to continue 
demand greater insight uh, on the campus community regarding, here are three important ones, the cognitive, socio-emotional, and behavioral aspects of DEI. In other words, you know, DEI in its broader sense is moving from a campus possibility to a campus necessity for accreditation. And so those are the things, the areas we seek to measure and report on uh, at Go Culture. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that. It's it's um, from just being that hopeful thinking that it can be possible to have a great DEI approach or solution within the campus to being more of a necessity and a requirement. Right. Um, so right now, I think it's the perfect timing for the universities to be ahead of the curve, uh, to take leading on this so that they can learn about the process quick, quickly, so that they can be successful on what's coming next, right. um, because it's going to become a requirement. Um, what, are, what are the most important things that you're working on right now, and how are you making it happen? You know, we, we try to kind of stay ahead of, of customer needs, and you know, some of it you can predict and some of it you cannot. So we, what we try to do is, you know, we want to, to learn you know, how to continue to refine our solution, to adapt to the current developments and allow customizations uh, to meet our customers' specific needs. Because where we might assume every campus needs the same thing for accreditation data around diversity, equity, inclusion, it may not be the case. Uh, maybe they have a certain um, program in place that they want that they launched maybe last year and they want to be able to gauge are we are we seeing an impact here can we tell our story through a narrative and be able to report that for a crediting body and so we want to make sure that we're customizing that as needed for organization for campuses so we want to continue to kind of stay relevant and enhance what we have as a 20-year history of the assessment that's a great answer um dr belton what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a similar career as yours? Yeah, I, th I think you really have to have a heart for this kind of work, you know, willing to dedicate your career to seeing your work impact the lives of others. And it's not always an immediate uh, impact you're seeing, but we've been fortunate over these 20 years of doing this research, about 22 years now of, of, you know, seeing the impact that that what we have worked so hard to create can actually have on one person's lives or an entire organizational culture. So that's really that, that's. I think if you're if you're willing to work towards something like that with your career, then that that's step one. What keeps you up at night? Ah, oh, the great the great entrepreneur question. That's yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Um, we are, um, that's all, people always ask me that question. And that's a, that's always a great, you know, great one. We, we feel really good about what we are providing at Go Culture and are really proud to play a role in creating better cultures. My hope, my hope is that we continue to have opportunities to share this solution with schools, looking to really effectively address campus DEI accreditation challenges. How can the listeners learn more about gold culture? How can they connect with you? What resources would you provide to them? Yeah, we can be, of course, you know, our website is 
Go Culture, G-O-C-U-L-T-U-R-E, goculture.com. Our a great way to reach either me or our team is to email info at goculture.com or I will offer up for those, you know, who have been gracious to, to listen today and, and tune in, you know, my direct email address, uh, they can contact me for further questions and uh, recommendations and those things. It, you know, my email address is justin at goculture.com. Wonderful. We are really excited to be working with Go Culture because we are passionate about helping educators make sure that they have the right tools to help the students be successful. And we truly believe that Go Culture is key in this success. As you mentioned, we need to make sure that we understand our students, that we understand our community, that we understand our faculty to ensure um, diversity, equity, and inclusion in such a way that we're providing what they need to be successful. So thank you, thank you so much for being here today. It's a pleasure to, to have this conversation with you and we look forward to what's coming next. Thank you, Alejandro. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's series on tackling upcoming accreditation challenges around DEI. You can subscribe to our events by going to nflux.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn where we post announcements about our solutions and resources like today's session. I'm Alejandra Sartuche, and you have been listening to Ed Luminaries. You've just listened to Ed Luminaries, inspiring stories and ideas from educators to educators with Alejandra Zertuche. Connect with us at edluminaries.com to join the conversation and access the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. 